Hebrews chapter 11, a very familiar chapter in Bible, one of the most well-known chapters. Many have given the title to chapter 11 as the faith chapter, Uh, and uh, I'm going to just read the first uh, six verses here. Hebrews chapter 11. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were were not made of things which do appear. By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he, being dead, yet speaketh. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was not found because God had translated him, for before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith it is impossible to please him, For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. We're going to focus our attention on verse number 6, but by just the first five verses, just kind of leading up to verse number 6, concerning this matter of faith and this matter of how faith pleases the Lord. And I just want to share just some brief points here. Um, out of uh, out of this uh, chapter concerning the kind of faith that pleases God, now, we know that uh, no one uh, no one is justified by the works of the law. The Bible says Paul says that there's none that is justified through the works of the law. That but the only uh, the only one who's justified is those that are uh, that are saved uh, by faith. Faith is uh, the only ingredient for which we can obtain salvation. The Bible says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. But this in particular uh, uh, subject tonight concerning faith is uh, we want to we look at the practicality of it on this side of heaven. You know, so oftentimes uh, uh, in my life as a believer and my uh, time as a pastor, I've ran into so many people that uh, have a misunderstanding of what uh, of what faith is. Uh, for many, faith is just uh, uh, just uh, having a, a mental assent that there is a God in heaven. Uh, I've got some crazy. Uh, 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 illustrations of people I've ran into over the years and talking about how that they knew that they were saved because uh, because of this matter of faith. And uh, I'm not going to take the time tonight to, to uh, share that with you, but, uh, uh, but it just confirms in my mind that, that not everybody has a clear understanding of biblical faith. Faith is, uh, as Hebrews says, it's a... Uh, uh, it's a substance uh, and uh, an evidence. 
are two elements to faith. It's, it's, it's really something that is, uh, if I can use this word without uh, uh, somebody rising up here, but it's, it's a, a tangible substance. In other words, there's an evidence of, of faith in an individual's life. It's not something that uh, for so, uh, so many people today in relation to salvation that uh, they say, oh, yeah, I did that in reference to getting saved. Have you, uh, when you talk to somebody about being saved and you say, have you ever trusted the Lord as your personal Savior? Oh, yes, I did it. I did that. Uh, in a, in a, and expressing it in such a way that they have no intentions of revisiting the subject of faith, but only to uh, carry it around until it's time to redeem it uh, when uh, they die and, and, and hopefully... Uh, enter into heaven. Now, uh, what I want us to understand tonight is that faith is a living substance. It is something that just doesn't uh, just doesn't come upon us and then it lays stagnant uh, until uh, until the end of our life. But it is from the moment that we uh, turn from our sin, as the Bible says, and uh, turn to Christ, trusting Him. Uh, uh, for uh, for the uh, for the uh, gift of salvation, trusting Him completely in faith, uh, 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 so oftentimes is misunderstood just simply because of the uh, limited uh, definition that we give it today. But when a person gets saved, listen, salvation is more than just uh, repeating a prayer or even praying a prayer, if you would. There's so many today praying prayers. And I'm afraid that uh, uh, our prayers being made uh, from lost people and not saved because the reality of it is just a simple prayer in itself is, not, is nothing uh, for, for which uh, God can save a person. The Bible talks about in Romans chapter 10 that man believeth. Uh, there's a believing uh, there. And that word believing is, is a, a word that we talk about as trusting uh, relying, depending—all of those, uh, all of those words uh, combined—help uh, us to, to understand that. Listen, uh, a person that gets saved is is uh, is not somebody that just uh, you go to the door and and uh, convince them in five minutes that they need to pray a prayer, and all of a sudden you get them in a prayer and you walk, you pronounce them saved, and you walk away, and they never darken the door. They never have any interest in God. They never have any desire to do what's right. They have no desire for the Word of God. There is something wrong today uh, in, uh, in our society. And listen, for God's people, we need to have a clearer understanding of this matter of faith. You know, uh, Romans 10:17 says that, that uh, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So apart from the Bible, you're not going to find faith out here anywhere else other than in the Scriptures. Our faith is based on the Word of God. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse number 7, Paul says, We walk by faith. That indicates that our faith at the moment of salvation, that faith is alive. That faith is to progress that, that faith is to move us in the direction that God would have us to go based on His Word. That's faith. Bible faith. You don't hear that much today. 
I hear a lot of uh, a, a lot of uh, preaching about faith today and how how a person uh, is to be saved, but I I I hear so little about what happens after salvation. You know, the the writer of Hebrews talks about uh, not neglecting your salvation, and that's not talking about losing one's salvation. That's merely talking about uh, uh, those that uh, those that are are born again, those that are saved. Listen, have a an, a responsibility uh, to nurture, if you would, uh, your faith. You need to. Uh, you and I need to uh, understand that our faith is alive. It's real. It's it's uh, uh, it it is uh, given to us to help us to uh, to move forward in this matter of the Christian life. Hebrews eleven six says, "But without faith, it's impossible to please Him." Pleasing faith with God is uh, is extremely important for the child of God. Why is it there's we have so many uh, professing believers today that are uh, just off off on the by the wayside? There, there's there's they seemingly have lost interest in God. <laughs> you notice that <laughs> they've lost interest. Maybe because uh, if they are saved, uh, they've only they've only gained uh, uh, the closeness to God from only what God will give them. You know, we talk about uh, loving God. There's so many believers today. Seems like uh, that they're more interested in uh, what God can do for them rather than uh, interested in the God of heaven. Uh, the blessings of God. Uh, so many, uh, so many people today want the blessings of God, but they're really not interested in the God of the blessings. Yeah, you notice that. That and and so when God doesn't come through for them by way of their prayer, well, they get all offended and uh, uh, they get mad and they begin to start blaming God because God hasn't quote unquote met their needs when, in fact, uh, uh, God, is, uh, God is trying to help them and prove to them that, hey, He is, he is our source of life. He gives us life. He has the authority to give us life. He, and, by the way, He has the authority to take our lives. We're here for a short time. And uh, hopefully we are, getting, we are preparing ourselves for... Uh, for eternity as believers. Now, what do you think we're going to be doing in heaven? Has anybody ever thought about what we're going to be doing in heaven? Well, I'll tell you one thing. When I was a kid, and I uh, used to be a movie buff, and I remember one caption of a, uh, in a movie that uh, showed uh, this guy who had died in the movie, and now he's, he's sitting on a cloud with a uh, halo on his head, and he has this little harp, and he's plunking it, setting it, setting on a cloud, plunking. I'm going to tell you right now, there's more to heaven than that. Okay? By the way, if that's all heaven is, somebody else can have that. Uh, I I find in my Bible that there's going to be uh, 
so much involvement in our lives in the area of serving our God. All eternity we'll be able to serve Him. The thousand-year millennial reign of Christ, the Bible talks about in in the matter of rewards for the faithful believers. We'll be ruling and reigning with Him. What are we going to be... I mean, what, what do you mean ruling and reigning? Uh, that means that we're going to be busy. We're going to be doing something. Uh, we're going to uh, be under the uh, authority and the kingdom of God, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. He is going to be dictating to the world of what's going to happen. He's going to implement laws that will be followed, will be obeyed. Not the kind of laws we have today. There won't be a rule, a law for one person uh, uh, over here and then uh, uh, another law for another person over here. It'll be one law. The Bible talks about the Lord Jesus Christ uh, ruling with a rod of iron during the millennial reign of Christ. But guess what? We'll be ruling and reigning with Him. That means that God is going to give to us authority... Uh, hopefully we're not going to be uh, having political authority, but we will have authority, uh, ruling authority under, uh, under King Jesus. Uh, but my point here is faith is not something that we just put in our pocket uh, only to pull out when it's time to use it uh, to enter heaven's gates. Something we, we hear very little about today our faith ought to be uh, ought to be seen as something in by which we are to nourish and continue to build upon. I'm going to give you four things here very hurriedly now concerning the kind of faith that pleases the Lord. Uh, number one, uh, uh, it's it's firm faith. It is fixed faith. It is steadfast faith. In other words, unwavering faith. Uh, we find. Uh, uh, we find in uh, uh, Titus uh, chapter 1, verse number 2, it says, uh, Paul said to Timothy, For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Uh, faith, uh, firm faith is committed faith. I mean, it is absolute fixed regardless of what waves might be crashing in in our lives, no matter what circumstances may come knocking on our door, no matter what kind of heartbreaks and heartaches we might experience in life. And by the way, the Christian life is not all about that, but it is certainly part of it. You know, with every cloud, there's got to be rain that falls, and sometimes the rain gets a little heavy. I don't know about your house, but it does in my house. And uh, I have water. I have water stains on my ceiling, and I'm thinking, "Oh Lord, please don't let it. Don't let that water uh, water stain expand on this uh, with this hard rain today." But I'll be honest with you. Uh, uh, when the circumstances aren't the kind that we desire in our life, when uh, uh, when things come our way that literally rock us to our soul. That is all part, of, as a believer now, that is all part of the Christian life. It is not there because God is trying to play games with us. It's, 
It's not, uh, it's not uh, allowed uh, to come into our life because, uh, because God is uh, just disgusted with us. And he is, he's trying to, uh, he's trying to uh, kick us out of the race here, so to speak. But he allows things into our life to help build our faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And that faith that is, uh, uh, that is given to us uh, uh, through the Word of God is going to be tested in our life. Do you have faith? Faith stays the course. Faith uh, endures uh, the storms of life. And we're not talking about just uh, heartache, uh, heartaches of where we, we're, uh, uh, we're not giving up or anything, but I'm talking about we still see God in the mix and in the midst of every circumstance. You know, when Job was going through some difficult times and uh, his wife said, well, just curse God and die, why don't you? And he said, uh, uh, listen, though he slay me yet, will I trust him? Now, Job, uh, Job uh, more than likely uh, has experienced more, uh, uh, more suffering than probably most Christians today will ever suffer. And I'm not, uh, I'm not volunteering, okay, if God, but if God chooses to, that I want to be as a Job in the matter of, though whatever may come my way physically, emotionally, uh, 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 by way of loss uh, of property or materials or even loved ones, uh, I am going to trust God. I'm just going to trust Him. He knows what He's doing. He's perfect in every area, every aspect of His life. He makes no mistakes. He makes no mistakes. In Acts chapter 27, we find uh, this, the uh, account of Paul uh, in his voyage to Rome as he is, uh, has appealed unto Caesar uh, because of the accusations that was made uh, uh, towards him. And uh, on that voyage, the Bible talks about in chapter 27, a and a fierce, fierce storm comes uh, upon the sea and and uh, uh, it, was in, it was such a storm that uh, the men, uh, the soldiers on that, uh, uh, and the seamen on that ship was, uh, uh, was uh, going to uh, uh, cast their, the boat off of the ship and, uh, and uh, they were going to swim and, and, and get to shore uh, safely and let the prisoners with us on the ship drown. It was a, a life-threatening storm. Uh, if you read that passage, you'll find that uh, the end of that, uh, that the ship uh, uh, broke in half. And, uh, but God came to Paul that night and said, uh, uh, Paul, don't worry about this. Uh, you're going to get to Rome. You're going to face Caesar. And the Bible says there in verse number 25 uh, uh, that uh, uh, Paul now, he's uh, addressing, he's addressing the, the prisoners there as well as the uh, as a shipman, and uh, he says, Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God. Now, uh, I, and I'm using this uh, because as he is speaking here, the storm hasn't let up. It is still crashing in. The water is still coming over the bow. 
the ship is about to sink. And here Paul stands up and he says, Sirs, be of good cheer. As he's, as he's uh, uh, dodging the next wave coming over. Sirs, be of good cheer. I believe God. I mean, his faith was uh, immovable. It was steadfast. It was fixed. It was firm that uh, he believed God based on his word that he was given. Now, you and I have a, have a, a much more sure word of prophecy. We have the Word of God with us all time. And when God speaks to our hearts, listen, it's not time to, uh, to filter the Word of God through a circumstance, but it's time to filter the circumstance through the Word. When God speaks, we ought to believe it. He says, Sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God. I believe God. Do you believe God tonight? Is your, is your faith fixed so firmly that regardless of what tidal waves might be, uh, might be approaching your life tonight, that you can, you can safely say by the grace of God, I believe God, no matter what comes my way. Job said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. I believe God, he says. Firm faith. Number two, fighting faith. Now, I'm talking to men here tonight. Every, all of us fellows in here, we like a good fight. I can tell you some stories. When I was a boy, I still have a big scar on my, my chest here where my stepbrother, who was a mean, he was mean, um, he took a chunk out of my chest. He walked away with it in his mouth. And uh, uh, good, good Don, Donnie Brooks when I was a boy. We had some good ones. Didn't win many, but uh, they were good nonetheless. We, fellas, we just like to fight. We just, we do, don't we? And we, we see the word fight in the Bible. We immediately gravitate to our old fleshly uh, ways of doing things. By the way, I was raised at a time, and I was at the end of it, but if you had a disagreement with somebody... And you needed to, and you needed to settle it. You went outside and settled it. And uh, whenever, uh, whenever one, uh, one won the fight, the winner reached down and picked up the loser's hand, brought him up, dusted him off, pat each other on the back, and walked in, and it was done. That's just the kind of uh, upbringing that I was around. Uh, you don't, don't try that today. A lot will come back with bazookas and blow you up. Uh, but uh, my point here is, when we talk about fighting, uh, for especially fellows in here, uh, fighting faith is not about uh, the flesh. You know, the Bible talks about, uh, Paul said, uh, in me that's in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. And there's nothing that we can do in the flesh that can ever bring glory to God, nor can it ever please God. And I'm talking about, uh, when I say talking about uh, fighting in the uh, flesh, we're talking about the old, uh, the old nature uh, and uh, it wanting the preeminence uh, and, wanting, uh, uh, and wanting to be thought of uh, more as someone more important than he or she is. And, and so we, uh, uh, we, we demand our rights and we want it our way. When we talk about faith and, uh, and, fi- and the fighting of faith, uh, f- uh, we, we're talking about uh, when uh, Ephesians chapter 6 mentions faith there, it depicts faith, uh, uh, it, it, it uh, pictures faith in uh, regards to uh, 
how we are to stand against uh, the, our enemy uh, as, the, uh, as the armor that's on a soldier. And one of those, uh, and one of those pieces of the armor is uh, the shield of faith. As uh, Ephesians 6, 6 says, Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. I'm, I'm going to tell you something right now. If you think that uh, we're living in a peacetime uh, spiritually, you are sadly mistaken. If you don't feel the war and the, the raging of the enemy in, in around you, you, you have a, a spiritual problem. Either you're not saved or you have put your head in the sand. Uh, the devil is... Uh, uh, is uh, active. He's alive, and he. By the way, he's very healthy. That he has not. Uh, he has not been inflicted with any infirmities. He is. He is on the move, on the march. He is. He is right now to the right this very night, right this very hour, walking about seeking whom he may devour. Uh, when he stood before the Lord, the Lord asked, "Where you been?" He said, "Oh, I just been walking up and down to and fro." Yeah, his walking up and down to and fro is he's out stalking, he's out searching for the weakest, most vulnerable individual. And by the way, uh, uh, when you are at your weakest point, guess who's going to be knocking on your door? He's not going to wait till you are, are having a good, uh, uh, enjoyable uh, uh, time with, uh, uh, in, your, in your salvation. He's going to wait till something really... Uh, really tragic and and, uh, and uh, hard, uh, difficult times have, have uh, visited your house. He's going to come by. Yeah, let me come by to try to help you feel worse. <laughs> try to help you uh, 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 help help you in your in this matter of faith to shake your faith to this very core. Fighting faith. Paul calls this faith. Uh, uh, this fighting faith uh, as a as a uh, a fight, the good fight of faith. It's a good fight. I mean, it's it's not something that uh, uh, that uh, we ought to be uh, we ought to be uh, running from. It's a it's a it's time to fight the good fight of faith. By the way, if uh, God's people aren't fighting the good fight of faith, uh, another place uh, Paul says, contending for the faith. Uh, then we're going to lose the we're going to lose the fight. It's an active fight. We have to be standing and fighting for the faith. Part of that fight is uh, our own test, personal testimony, fighting our flesh. Our flesh doesn't want to cooperate with God or uh, or the child of God uh, uh, at all. You, uh, I challenge you tonight uh, to. Uh, uh, to set a goal for your life and then try to achieve that goal, I guarantee you that uh, your flesh will stand up and start crying like a baby, kicking like a little brat, and uh, uh, it does not want to submit, cooperate uh, 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 when it comes to the things of God. The flesh is uncooperative. They that are in the flesh cannot please God. Now, your and my flesh is not, uh, our our old sinful nature has not been eradicated yet. We still have this old guy. That's why Paul talks about in chapter 7 of the book of Romans, that uh, uh, the things that he wants to do, he he doesn't do them. And the things he doesn't want to do, he does. There's a constant struggle, a constant battle, a constant fight in this matter of our flesh. We need to fight the good fight. 
And it starts with us. Starts in my house. Starts in my life. Starts in my uh, in my heart. We talk about the enemy, and we're always looking out here, but I'll be honest with you, my greatest enemy is me. He is about as uncooperative as they, as they come when it comes to spiritual things. Uh, you know, uh, uh, how many of you all think that uh, uh, I get up in the morning looking forward to spending time with God in, in His Word? I do, but my flesh don't. I'm so glad that uh, I haven't been uh, awakened by an alarm clock for a while. Because that, uh, that alarm clock always awakens my flesh. I cannot, uh, and my wife can attest to this, I've never in 35 years of marriage, that when the alarm clock went off, I said, Praise the Lord, a new day has dawned. This is the first day of the rest of my life. I'm looking for something to throw at that noisy rascal over there on the, sitting on the uh, on the chest of drawers. I want to I want to stomp that thing. I want to break that thing. I don't want that thing to awaken me. Why? Because my flesh says no. I don't want to stay here. I know today's another day. I know I need to get get up. I've got things to do. Uh, uh, this is the day that God has given to me to uh, to be a testimony of His grace. And uh, I know that uh, we're to uh, uh, we're to uh, work. Uh, uh, we're to work and uh, uh, and uh, and live a uh, uh, an honest life, uh, uh, and uh, and we're to uh, we're to honor the Lord uh, uh, with uh, with uh, our hands. Uh, and uh, but the flesh says, ah, let's just wait a while. Too early. Let's wait till the sun's about midday. Then maybe we'll we'll talk about it then. No, fighting the flesh. Uh, Listen, is, uh, is part of the good fight. The testimony that uh, you and I uh, have, uh, have been given by God, graciously given by God, we are to, we are to protect that. We are to uh, understand that, listen, we're not an island. We're not our own. We, well, people uh, see our, our lives. They, they observe us. Uh, uh, you'd be su- surprised how many folk are observing your life. If they know that you are a professing believer, they're watching you. And they're looking for fault. Some of them are looking for fault. Others are wondering if you're real. I want to be real. I don't want to be a play actor. Do you? Listen, if I, if I uh, say that uh, I want to follow Christ, if I say that uh, I am a believer uh, and I want to follow Christ, then by God's grace I'm going to do very, that very thing. By His grace, I'm going to do it. Number three, not only is a firm faith, a fighting faith, but a flourishing faith. Faith is uh, faith, uh, according to First uh, uh, Corinthians 15:58, uh, should be uh, should be an abounding faith. In other words, it's producing. Uh, it's just not laying stagnant. It's just not uh, laying there uh, inactive. Uh, therefore. Uh, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For you know, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. What kind of a work is he talking about? Uh, the, the work that is produced by faith. By the way, you don't work to get faith. But if you have Bible faith, you will, that faith does produce works. Uh, in the in in the Second Thessalonians chapter one verse number three, we are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is me, because that your faith groweth exceedingly. What do you mean groweth? 
How does faith grow? It grows through our usability, our actions, our works, if you would, uh, that God has, uh, uh, has graciously uh, given us the opportunities to, to do for his, for his glory. He says, uh, uh, because your faith uh, groweth exceedingly, and the charity of every one of you all toward each other aboundeth. Flourishing faith. Well, uh, our faith ought to be flourishing in our works of the Lord, uh, our giving to the Lord, right? Uh, our uh, concern uh, for others that will move us to speak to others on God's behalf. We will, um, by the way, witnessing is not a, uh, if you think, if the only way you perceive witnessing is a duty, and you're missing one of the greatest joys in the Christian life. Now listen, a witnessing is just merely introducing to someone else a person that you and I know. And if you walk with him, and your closeness is so real, I mean, you have a real closeness to him, that... Uh, uh, that uh, uh, when you uh, step into a room and you see a stranger, that uh, your uh, communing with God, your fellowship with God is so real that it's just going to be a natural, uh, a natural conversation to introduce uh, the Lord Jesus to someone. There's no tricks, no plans for uh, to uh, uh, in the matter of witnessing. Just introduce the Lord to them. Show them. Uh, from scriptures, what the Bible uh, talks about concerning the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not difficult. I've been to soul winning classes. I've become, well, I never did, but I was with professional soul winners who, do, who use the psychology. And, you know, they, they start with the sandwich effect. You know, they, they go with a positive and then they throw the negative in and then they add the other positive bun to it. You know, and that's all psychology garbage. Now listen, if we stop, uh, you know, all we need to do is stop trusting in our psychology and start trusting in the Spirit of God to lead us in the right direction. My wife and I, let me just tell you this one. Uh, I'm way over already, I'm sorry. Uh, but she and I were out visiting years ago in Marshall, Missouri. And we walked up to a door, and the door happened to be open, but the screen door was there. And uh, so we... Uh, a young lady came out, to, uh, out and uh, I began to talk with her. And she began uh, to really, uh, she, started, she started crying. She was, she was and you could just tell that the Spirit of God had arranged for my wife and I to knock on her door. You know why I didn't have to use psychology? Matter of fact, I was still practicing my training from Bible college, and I was presenting the gospel. I butchered that presentation so bad. I mean, I if she could have got if she would have got saved, it'd have been a miracle, right? Salvation is a miracle, and it has nothing to do with us. All we are is just the mail carrier. All we are is just the one who carries the message. The power is in the gospel, in the seed. The gospel seed is where all the power lies. 
And so when I left there, I thought, oh, my soul, what a terrible, terrible thing. I, I just did such a terrible presentation of the gospel that, that day. And God revealed unto me something very, very important, that a person gets saved not because of my presentation, but because of the Spirit of God and His Word. All you've got to do is give them the Word of God. And let the power of God do what it's designed to do. Uh, firm faith, fighting faith, flourishing faith. In James chapter 2, a uh, uh, very familiar passage, 17 and 18, uh, 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 James says, Even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. Now, let me just ask this question to us here. We don't have to answer it, but just think about this. Does dead faith please God? I'm not going to discuss whether or not this particular faith is saving faith. I'm just saying, does dead faith please God? Absolutely not. How could it? He says there, uh, uh, he says there even so, if faith hath not works, it's dead being alone. Yet if a man, uh, a man may, may say that uh, thou hast faith and I have works, show me thy faith without thy works, I'll sh- I will show you the, my faith by my works. Why? Because... Paul understood the importance of allowing faith to do what it's designed to do, and that is to move us to action. So do we have a flourishing faith? Is our faith flourishing? Is it, is it being productive? Is it moving in the right direction for us? Faith-based moving. <laughs> then number four, I'll be done here. Finishing faith. We know that what God starts, He finishes. He's the Alpha and Omega, right? Nothing that He starts, He ever leaves undone. When we talk about finishing faith, we're talking about our race here. And by the way, all of, the, all of this that we're talking about tonight is not talking about eternal, eternity uh, to come. It's talking about practical faith at this time. We're, those that are saved are saved for eternity. Well, if that's the case, why aren't we in heaven right as the moment that we trust Christ? Why, why didn't God just go poof while well, we could get out of here? By the way, there's a part of me who would kind of enjoy that, to be honest with you. But no, we're still here. Why are we still here? So that God can, uh, can uh, work in our lives to produce the kind of faith that pleases Him and, and in turn glorify Him as we live here on this earth. Finishing faith. I hate a quitter. I hate quitting anything I start. It just bugs me. It bothers me. It irritates me. I get beside myself sometimes when I think about quitting uh, anything. I don't want to quit. Somebody once said... Uh, Two words that they ought to cut out uh, of the dictionary is can't and quit. They both begin with a K. I, I, I really, I hate it when a young person says, well, I can't do that. You know what my response is? It's a response that somebody, uh, I, over, I overheard somebody say once, can't, never could. I can't do that pretty... Can't, never could. 
If you live on cans and quits, you're not going to be accomplishing much for the glory of God by faith. But I want to be a fin- I want to cross the finish line. Listen, if if uh, the Lord Jesus doesn't uh, take me in the rapture and I find myself on 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 the the deathbed, listen, that's not a place of mourning. That's a place of where I'm going to finish my course. Amen. I want to be a finisher. I don't want to. I don't want to hang my head in shame because I quit. I want to finish what God is, uh, the work that God's done in my life, the work that God is doing in my life. I want to. I want to finish that. Second Timothy four seven says, "I've fought a good fight. I've finished my course. I've kept the faith." Paul, what a testimony of God's grace on Paul. What a what a giant of the faith. Amen. I'll ne- I'll ne- never think of myself in comparison with a Paul, but. I sure want to be a finisher like Paul. I want to stay by the someone. I want to stay there where God wants me at. I don't want to be cast aside. I don't want to be a castaway. I don't want to be a has been. I want to be faithful to the Lord. Hebrews 12:1 says, "Wherefore, seeing we are all, we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us." Run with patience the race that is set before us. But let me just say this. The race, there's a finish line for every race, including the faith race. You and I are on this, on this race. And by the way, it's not to the swift nor to the strong. This talks about patience. So it's a long-distance race, but it's longer than a marathon. Yeah, this race is so long, it literally takes a lifetime to run as a believer. You know, there's, ever, uh, there's so many different obstacles in, uh, in this life of faith as a believer. Uh, we're going we're gonna to encounter so many different kinds of challenges as a, as a, uh, as a believer in this life. But, but through it all, by faith, we can cross the finish line in such a way that God will get all the glory from it and He'll be pleased. I've said this so often times that I... I'm not looking for a crown in heaven. I don't deserve one, first of all. I'm not looking for a beautiful mansion, although, according to the Scriptures, there are mansions in heaven. I'm not looking for a... a, a, I'm not looking for any kind of ranking in heaven. All I'm looking for, and my goal for this life, is that I might hear the words from my Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, well done. Thou good and faithful servant. You're not going to be faithful without faith. You can't stay by the stuff without faith. This is the kind of faith that God is pleased with. I want to be one of those that live 
a life of faith that pleases my Lord Jesus Christ. Father, thank you for uh, the sweet and blessed uh, scriptures that you have given to us, preserved for us. Allow us, Lord, to feast every day of our, of our lives. And we might, uh, Lord, be filled and satisfied and encouraged and strengthened and, uh, Lord, uh, 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 shown the right way and uh, cause us to see the errors of our way. Allow us, Lord, to be used by you in such a way that would bring honor and glory to you. We pray that you would help us, Lord, as we go to our homes tonight, that we would not be just uh, forgetful hearers here tonight. Uh, the truth that's been presented will is a life change.